Hello and welcome to Ninjas vs. Podcast. Hello and welcome to Ninjas vs. Podcast, mate. We're going to answer some questions about chestnuts and X's and Y's and other things that people like to hear. Blimey. Teleport. It's, it's a bloody questioner. Oh god. I am Tyler, your your bomber of this podcast. Uh I'm Jordan, your Balin son of Funden of this podcast. And I'm Kevin the Thorin Oakenshield of this podcast. Uh that's that's pretty audacious of you, Kevin. What what qualifies I you know. to be King of the Dwarves? Uh I'm using Audacity. Uh, I'm king of the dwarves under the mountain. At, no, no, wait, you're king under the under the mountain. I'm king of the dwarves in Moria. That's gonna work out well for me, right? Yeah, hey, that'll go. So that'll go good. And then you're gonna be the subject of a quippy pun from. Dude, I'm Ring. gonna I'm gonna dig so deep. Nothing's gonna happen. Dude, there's there could be no type of demon that could arise and massacre all my people. Uh, if certainly I, not. Certainly not. And he certainly will not have his ruin smote upon the mountain top by Gandalf. That's true. That I just chose Bomber me. because Bombers bounce. Also, Bomber is fat. <laughs> yeah, he is. He He's is the fat. best. When uh, does, probably when does the Hobbit come out Maybe anyway? he has diabetes. We probably should have saved that intro for like December 14th or something. Or like maybe that. we that should have used it for, the next, for every day for the next three years because that's how long this thing is going to take. This intro I can't is believe they take split that years. into three movies. Yes. Oh yeah, that's a good. Yeah. One. I can't like. How can you have three movies out of a book that's shorter than the Lord of the Rings trilogy? Because they're using Silmarillion stuff in it. Yeah, you just try real hard and have a positive attitude. Well, are they gonna anyway? Have, are they going to have Tom Bombadil? That's what I want to know. No, because he was in Fellowship. Is he going to sing about his shoes? He'd better. Yeah. He may. They're yellow. That's right? going to be the closing yeah. credits. Tom Bombadil will be played by Enya. <laughs> Now, Tom Bombadil Tyler, will be played by Carrot Top. Tyler, what do we do on this dumb podcast? Hey, this is a podcast that you found somehow on the internet. Good, where good we going. take we take questions submitted by you, the listener. Would you rather and versus questions, and we argue them here on the show. So, without further ado, <laughs> let's go ahead and get started what oh gosh what the recording won't show there but that kevin and i just heard is you slowed down and then sped up really yeah. fast and it, it was like you were so good you were recording so, yeah. drunk and then recording strung out on coke get 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 ready for more of that um our first question comes to us from matt schultz who has been really consistently hitting him out of the park with questions recently so thank you so much matt who wants to know sandwiches versus casseroles go uh, um, which lazy food is better? So that's no, like asking. Well, I mean, that's like doesn't necessarily have to be lazy, but that's kind of what I think of. No, like uh, the the casserole is a much lazier food than the sandwich. Like casseroles, is like eh, just put all that crap in a pan and then bake it up. You yeah, know, but just toss it. Takes time to make. Yeah, no, it's just like hey, I have a bunch of ingredients and I'm gonna cover it with like a sheet of cheese. And, like, sandwiches, you gotta, like, think about it. You're like, alright, I have bread, and I need to put something between that bread. And, and that's it. And then more bread. Uh, hold on, <laughs> Kevin. It doesn't have to be bread. Like many of our food questions, my mind immediately jumped to KFC. 
And I was thinking double down versus that's famous not, bowl. That's not a sandwich. A double down is not a sandwich. Is a famous it is, bowl a casserole? No. Because it basically both, is. Both of those are affronts toward God. So those don't count. Okay. Um, Kevin, by your definition, is a lasagna a casserole? Yeah. It's a lasagna casserole. It's a legasserole. Is hamburger helper a casserole? I think you could use yes. leftover hamburger helper in a casserole. In a casserole. No, no, but then I think again, hamburger helper is a casserole. You can use leftover hamburger helper in a sandwich as well. Oh, that's that disgusting. And put uh, a layer of hamburger helper on it. And just then real, piece the of bread's bread. just real soggy and gross. Oh, God. See, I was, I was firmly behind sandwiches until I realized hamburger helper is almost definitely a variety of casserole. And I lived on Hamburger Helper for like two years while I was in Erie. So I know I li- I lived with you for one of those summers, <laughs> and it wasn't that <laughs> and bad. It was like every other day we and ate Hamburger Helper. It was super and then the next easy. day we ate la- we ate leftover Hamburger Helper. <laughs> it was super easy to make, and it tasted pretty good. It never tasted great, but it was it was easy to make. It tasted pretty good. And it it's, felt it's baby's first dinner on their own. It felt like, hey, at least I'm not uh, pulling something out of my freezer and microwaving it. That's, That's how it felt. <sighs> I, um, I just ugh, no positive for casseroles. You can, you know, take whatever you've got, throw it in a casserole and you bring that to a party and, you know, you're a hit. You are a contributing member of society. Now, Whereas if you go to a party and you're like, I brought a sandwich, uh, well, unless it's a really big sandwich or you have cut oh, it dude, into Subway fours. Sub, man, if you the brought a foot long yeah. sandwich. Yeah, that's, that's a submarine right, sandwich. Yeah, that's genius. Now, um, Tyler, if I took a bunch of old casseroles and combined it into some type of meta casserole. <laughs> would that still be good? Are, what if you are, put are a casserole? You a meta night? <laughs> what if you put a casserole between two pieces of bread? That would be um, too much for this question. It would be amazing. No, that's a sandwich. Yeah, that's, a, that's, that's a sandwich. what I'm saying. That would be a good sandwich. If you sandwich. took a sandwich and tried to casserolize it, that would be disgusting. I think that would also be great. No, though. that would be awful. You just have layers of bread in there. See, yeah, that's the casseroles fundamentally have some type of starch, usually a noodle in them to to bind the whole thing together. So. Like the force. Yes, it's the, the force noodle, that binds. The noodle binds us, it surrounds us, it Binds us all together in it a penetrates casserole. Us. It penetrates us. So um, I guess that's a point for a casserole is that it's like. Do you need to boil noodles before using them in a casserole? Yes. Not necessarily because yes. you can make that ramen casserole that has like crunchy ramen bits in the it. The rasserole? Oh, that's gross though. Okay. All right. <laughs> what? Um, you really want a, you want a crunchy casserole? Uh, there's nothing more than I want than to pull this thing out of the oven and just crunch right into it. Mmm, so good. That's why, I throw, that's why I throw breadcrumbs on macaroni casserole. Sandwiches. Uh, you don't need to do any dishes afterwards. Yeah, you, you just, have You just dish. pile high on that bread. Whereas with a casserole, you are invariably going to be uh, washing a casserole dish. At some point, and probably uh, whatever you were mixing it in, and you got yeah. all the Tupperware that the leftovers that you use to make the casserole need to be washed, and then you need more unless, Tupperware to put the casserole in. Well, that's yeah. Like if you're unless you're returning it, to nature and have made a outdoor casserole oven, <laughs> uh, that you just kind of shovel ingredients into and let them bake in the sun. If you're batching it, 
and you're like sitting on a park bench alone and you're eating a sandwich. I mean, you look kind of lonely and pathetic, but if you're sitting there with a casserole, like sitting on a park bench and just like you just have a in pile in a nice ceramic dish. No, or nah, just like or you just have a pile it, or Tupperware, or you just have a pile of casserole like sitting on your hand, and you're just like spooning it out with your other hand. Just well, then you look hand. like you need Health and Human Services. Then to come see, take you away. I, so you look a little bit more respectable if you got the sandwich. Now, um, plus you, the other like, thing is the sandwich is so customizable. Right. That's true, but casseroles are too. Now I'm a man on the run a lot. So, I like my fast food. There's no fast food casserole, unless we're going to include famous bowls. Um, yeah, I guess I guess you're right. There are fast food sandwiches. It's a lot easier to, Arby's, you know, man. Subway. Yeah. Find readily prepared for you sandwiches. Casserole is kind of a solo game. Well, and, and like, if you're at a family gathering, like, let's be honest. If somebody's bringing a casserole, like... That means you're going to be there for at least an hour, probably two hours. Like, that's the time restraint that the casserole makes you have. It's like, all right, we're in for the long haul with sandwiches. It's like, okay, guys, I got 45 minutes. Here's some sandwiches. Let's eat them. And I don't actually like spending time with you guys. So I'll see you later. All right. Well, here's the thought, guys. What about, is there any kind of dessert casseroles? Oh. Because we know that there are dessert sandwiches, like the ice cream cookie like the sandwich. Ice cream, yeah. Or, which is delicious. Or the brownie ice cream sandwich. Right. Now, does dirt or the, pudding... Or the, or the two pieces of tiramisu and ice cream sandwich. Does, does, the, does dirt pudding constitute a dessert casserole? Is that with the worms I think or if you put the worms and a the Oreo layer crumbs? of cheesecake on top. Yeah. <laughs> Because it's that top layer that makes it a casserole. Right. So you're in saying. My opinion. Oh, and that's. Uh, yeah. Because if mean, it's like mashed potatoes with green beans in it, that's that's just mashed potatoes. But if you put right. a layer of cheese casserole. on the top, now it's, a, now, it's a, now it's a casserole. So you're saying like like you you qualify a casserole by like the geological strata that you can like drill down and see like and this was yeah. the this was the green bean age like the I want to be able to count the rings and <laughs> and see how old the leftovers See that sounds more like a seven layer salad Tyler No Ooh. I'm not putting salads in it I'm putting putting noodles and and leftover See, I, I would quantify casseroles chicken. as something some hearty dish that was baked in a casserole pan and if you scoop it out, like, it does not hold its shape. It, like, runs over. It's kind of, oh, that's disgusting. You could it's teach your... snotty, usually. You could teach your kids about geology with it, though. That's like, true. This is, like, this is the Cro-Magna rock layer. Or this is the You can Malton teach about rock. layers with sandwiches as well, though. Ah, that's true. But, I don't know, I think less effectively. Because it's, yeah. like... I mean, you could teach about, like, the ozone and stuff, though. Like... Wait, like sandwiches uh, are in the. Uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, see, when we take the turkey off, little Billy, that means that all your aerosol products are going. The sun's just going straight through the earth, and it's gonna kill everyone. Like, I don't understand the, I don't understand the metaphor there. It's 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 an apt one. Don't worry about it. All right, let's go ahead and take a vote on this. Jordan, what are you thinking? Uh sandwiches, cause. There's so much less mess involved, and there's so much more variety. We didn't even get to the breakfast sandwich, which is 
the best. Oh, breakfast casserole though is the best kind of. Casserole. Ooh, no, please. breakfast casserole. Please, is please give me that. All give me that bacon, egg, and cheese bagel sandwich. Ooh, yeah. uh, it's got all or your the, major food. Or the McGriddle, there. like the greatest breakfast sandwich of all time. I don't know about pancakes as oh, sandwich so bread, good. but so good. It's got the syrup already locked in there. Kevin, are you going with sandwiches as well? Then I'm going sandwiches because an Earl invented sandwiches. It's just some goofball with too much time on his hands invented casseroles. And that sounds like a French word too. Yeah, it is. It's actually it's the French word for saucepan. It was it actually really? invented yes. by by Cassius Clay. So <laughs> so it's the casserole. It's so so funny. Saying, he this didn't. Is, this is a race issue now. Yes, um, you're, you're both racist. I am going with casserole because oh, one, they're delicious and nutritious, and two, I don't think they're nutritious. No, they're definitely not. They're they totally make me feel more like an adult because I'm making something in an oven. So yes, <laughs> thank you so much for your question, Matt. And next time you have to choose between making that sandwich or that casserole, go ahead with the sandwich. It's it's easy and you know it's it's really easy. Tap that so, casserole. <laughs> our Ooh, next question comes it. to us from Murph Murphy, who wants to know: Would you rather be forced to compete gladiator style in a real life version of Candyland or Shoots and Ladders? Go. Um, and I'm assuming that that is compete in a gladiator style of shoots and ladders as well. Right. So just like gladiator um, candy shoots land and or a regular game of shoots and ladders. This you, is like, like kind of like the movie Jumanji. We are sucked <laughs> into the game. Uh, yes. Well, Candyland sounds pretty great. I just get to eat a bunch of candy. Or Have that, you played is Candyland? Is that cannibalism? It is terrifying. Yeah, it really is. Like a There's real that, life like, version goop of Candyland. Monster. All right. And let the, me. And the, the dude with the axe is like really stressful. Yeah. Who, let me it's research. basically let me the research. dude with the axe basically like pyramid head for Candyland. Like it's not it's not a good thing. But that's true, and you think people are gonna like be receptive of, you know, some dude coming into their land who, you know, like eats their citizens and architecture? Yeah. No, they're gonna, gonna be, be a witch hunt right away. Whoa, I've just discovered... Not to mention that you're competing with other humans to see how much of the land you can eat. Ooh, that's rule, true. I've just discovered from the Wikipedia for Candyland that due to the design of the game, there is no strategy involved. Players are never required to make choices, just follow directions. A winner is predetermined only by the shuffle of the cards. That sounds dangerous if I'm in a gladiator-style combat Ooh, yeah, you got situation. no control over that. I have no control. It's all in the cards. I have to believe in the heart of the cards. It's pretty much Yu-Gi-Oh. Well, especially, I mean, when you're pitting yourself up against characters like the Duke of Swirl, or Grandma Nut, or King Duke, Candy, Duke, Duke, or Duke, Lord Duke, Licorice, swirl, swirl, or, swirl. oh, here it is, the Gloppy Molasses, molasses Monster. Yeah. Um, oh, I hated Gloppy. Yeah. I um, had nightmares about Gloppy. Now, I will say this. Uh, I'm glad we're dealing with shoots and ladders and not its cousin, snakes and ladders. Because yeah. that seems a lot snakes more dangerous. Snakes and ladders didn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't. It's just like, okay, you can have a ladder or you can have a snake. It didn't, but there was a whole lot of more snakes involved. <laughs> yeah, but like with uh, with shoots and ladders, one like false step and you're dead. Like You fall to your death. Um, yeah. And I don't know about you guys, but... like. 
I'm not confident about my footwear choices. You know, I don't know what kind of footwear I'm going into this gladiatorial competition with. If I'm doing Roman sandals, screw that, man. I'm dead. Like, you're trying to climb a ladder in Roman sandals. Good freaking luck, you know? Question. See, my my problem with shoots and ladders is that, like, the architecture of the board is also dizzying. Like, it makes no sense. Like, whoever placed these shoots and ladders was, was... was tripping on all kinds of shrooms. It's like a labyrinth. David Bowie may have been involved. <laughs> I if if so, I'd definitely go in on that. Oh uh, man, he reminds me of the babe. Now, um, <laughs> the babe with the power. What power? The, the power, power of the voodoo. voodoo. Who do you do? Do what? Remind me of the babe. I saw my baby. All right, I, question. Uh, question. All right. <laughs> if I choose to go to Candyland. Do I have the chance of winning the hand of Princess Frostine in marriage? Um, yes, but you would have to continually fight the urge to eat her. (laughs) And also, I'm pretty sure I'd also have to to fight off Lord Licorice. Right. Her, her, yeah, her once and always He's always trying to lick her. Well, yeah, let's talk about what's the, I mean, what kind of potential rewards are we looking at for victory? Well, you know. Obviously I mean, are we victory. talking have freedom? You seen, have you seen Princess Frostine? No. She's beautiful. Is let she? Me, let me show you. Hold on. We'll have to post it She's on. pretty sweet. Oh, my oh. goodness. Oh, my. Oh, oh, no. Oh, wait. Hold on. Whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? No. This picture that I'm looking at, she looks like a 65-year-old woman. No, 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 no. no Look at the one I posted. Look at the one I posted. All right. Hold on. She's actually a prototype of the Bratz dolls. <laughs> Her eyes are like the size of her mouth. Um, so you get you get a beautiful lady. I don't know. Shoots and ladders. It's just shoots like, and ladders. I think you're just fighting for survival. Well, right? no, if, because in shoots and ladders. It's kind of like uh, it's like portal. You get out. You get freedom. That's true. Although, like, Spo- if you're spoiler a alert on portal, by the way, in shoots and ladders, um, I think that it kind of reverses the dynamic of the game. Because if you're going down a chute, then you can, like, drop kick whoever's at the bottom of that. But if you're going up a ladder, you are defenseless. Yeah, that's... And I don't, I don't know, like, if winning the game requires me to leave myself open like that, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to be able to survive. Is this... I, I, all I'm picturing with chutes and ladders is that, like, that Dark Knight Rises type, like, you know, pit prison type thing. Is that what, like... That's yeah. That's what the board game that's was based basically, on. Okay. I don't know. I, I mean, yeah, a beautiful lady is my prize in Candyland. But when the sun goes down in Candyland world, like that's a dark place. Like yeah, and if you become king, of... everyone is going to resent a foreigner. Uh, it's just, it's a rebellion waiting to happen. Right. And you don't know what type of like. Yeah, it might be might be some look like some gloopy candy during the day, but you don't know what kind of you know. Are we talking? I think we're talking drugs. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure it's actually, you know, it's actually all meth. Yeah, pretty well, sure. Candyland was the prototype for the Breaking Bad. Exactly, because candy is basically drugs for children. So that's all. Another I'm... thing about Candyland is you're only going to have candy to eat too. So, like, after a year, your teeth are going to be gone because you've got that candy toothbrush as well. 
And then you're going to be trying to like, you won't even be able to enjoy the candy. You're just going to gum it. And you will barely even be able to give commands to your subjects. It's true. Also, I don't, I, I, don't, I don't know of any candy that has protein in it. So I think you would probably die pretty soon. Yeah, you'd probably be... Your cells would not be able to rebuild themselves. Yeah. And you can only drink maple syrup for so long. Right. Oh, but... What are you going to eat in the chutes and ladder maze? Um, uh, those ladders got a lot of fiber in them. Yeah, um, you can actually like take a trip over to the snakes and ladders, and, and you eat can some of them eat snakes. snakes. You're a snake yeah. eater, exactly. Yeah. Snake eater, snake eater. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, we need to take a vote on this. Uh, Kevin, what are you feeling? I gotta tell you, um, as 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 little hope I have in shoots and ladders it just seems like a you know like a meaningless nihilistic pit into despair um i think that candyland is a is a frightening place um it's a place that i don't want to be and it's a place that i don't think i would want to raise children either even even if it was with prince princess frostine i don't think i would especially especially um half candy children yeah oh that's you have to continue fight the urge to eat well, they would. Yeah, they, that, they means, have a that means they could walk around, around in the daylight without fear of melting. No, but they would. They would always have walkers. the urge to eat themselves because they're half candy and they're half real people. So that would so be that horrible. could be pretty cool. That would be awful. No, I would never subject my children to that. Now, Kevin, if you were a hot dog, <laughs> would you eat yourself? It's a simple question. <laughs> you are in Candyland. Um, so I'm going, I'm going shoots and ladders. Jordan, what are you uh, going with? That is just fine because I have eyes only for my, my sweet, sweet princess Frostine who will become my wife and, uh, <laughs> my wife, my yeah, wife. You're not, and, uh, you, you're not planning on having to have queen Frostine as your mother-in-law and grandma nut as your grandmother-in-law. I'm okay with that. They're, they're, they're. They are sweet ladies. Uh, That's pretty nutty. That's awful. I feel I feel my chances up against Lord Licorice are pretty good. Um, and who's who's to say we can't you know take a vacation from Candyland and travel to other board games? Like we may not be trapped in the world of candy forever. Yeah, you can go start a Monopoly. Yeah, um, or I could play the game of life with my sweet sweet I... wife. <laughs> I am going to go ahead and go with shoots and ladders, uh, not necessarily because I relish the thought of putting myself in that kind of live or die situation, but because I can't handle that kind of candy pressure. One, to have that much self-control, to not anger the peasants, and two, because they're like, look, look up those characters. They are legitimately terrifying. I played that board game at my grandparents, and it it gave me nightmares. Princess Frostine so, is beautiful. Plus, you're gonna be known as a cannibal in Candyland. Like in Shoots and Ladders, you know, you well, cut a dude. Am I gonna be a cannibal? Uh, I literally, I was choking on that joke. Just a little. Bit. So, Murph, thank you so much for your question. And when invariably you have to choose between being a gladiator of Candyland or Shoots and Ladders, go ahead with Shoots and Ladders. It may be a bit more physical grueling, but at least you don't have millions of obstacles going. Just bear in mind that uh, 
they don't really go into the backstory, but shoots and ladders is essentially the Hunger Games, the board game. <laughs> that that is a good point. That is a little known fact. Uh, the plot was lifted from shoots and ladders. So our next question is a popular one. We actually got it from Tolia Bragan, our Russian correspondent, and Jeffrey Jaffer Jufri Lawton, who both want to know Gangnam style versus. Dragoste Dinte, aka the, the Numa Numa, Numa dance. Oh. And so this is this is a war of the song and also a war of the performers. The dance no, between... war of the dances too. Oh yeah, this is a this is a trifold question. So it's song, dance, and personality attached to it. Go. So you got Psy or you got that chubby internet kid? Well, for one, Psy has staying power, and Chubby Internet Kid does not. So that's a that's a point for Cy right there. I mean, he's a he's kind of a internet celebrity here in America, but he has been well known in Korea in the Korean rap scene for well over a decade now. So in his homeland, he is a bona fide celebrity. Yes. Whereas the Numa Numa guy was was very temporary. I mean, I mean, he was he, just a fat guy. If who jiggled Numa Numa around. came around today. I'm not sure if it would bump Bieber off the number one YouTube charts, which Psy has already done. And I mean, Numa Numa was revolutionary in a time that, like, we didn't have YouTube yet. So, like, it was cool because it was like, hey, there's this loser dancing around. But now we're so inundated with losers dancing around on YouTube that it's like, it's not novel anymore. It wasn't on YouTube? Uh, it Where is, was it? It's, it predates YouTube. YouTube only came out in 2006, I believe. How in the world did did I see I, this video? I, I gotta believe it was on YouTube. Oh, it, no, it, it is it on like... YouTube, but it was before YouTube. I mean, Star Wars Kid, who is another wonderful internet celebrity, that that video made it up on the internet in 2000. So, huh? Like... I think I watched it uh, like on an iPod video or something like that. Anyway, well, um, I mean, I don't mean to be that guy, but I did hear the Numa Numa song. I went to Romania in 2004, oh, and gosh. I heard and I heard that oh, song. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, so you know, I feel like I got some street cred out of that song by the Romanian pop band Ozone. Ozone, um, you are in the Ozone. That's right. Um, so I heard that song while being driven. Uh, like 45 miles per hour on a street that there were like ox carts on the other side of that we almost hit. And, uh, you know, I feel like, I feel like not a whole lot else has come out of Romania. And actually, I think they it's need from, this one. Kevin, I don't mean to burst your bubble, but it's from, they're from Moldova. Uh, that's incorrect. I'm on Wikipedia. If you would like to challenge all of Wikipedia. Ozone, well, they're uh, arguing about that. Let me bring up a point relevant to this argument. Um, oh, Jordan, you the, can first do... line, the first line, in a, by the way, the first line in the Wikipedia article is Ozone was a Romanian pop music trio. Uh, the first line in Dragoste Dinte is the most successful single by Moldovan pop group Ozone, sung in Romanian. Oh, man. But it, they are from Moldova. Then why does All it, right, why, whatever. Why does it say that they're a Romanian pop music trio? Well, they sing in Romanian. This is not the point of our podcast. I'm just saying, as one Wikipedia, Wikipedia article Wikipedia. says one thing, and one another Wikipedia article says another thing. I don't know who to trust anymore. 
Yeah, so everybody, you heard it here first. Stop using Wikipedia for your and academic also, papers. The uh, Wikipedia for Ozone informs us the origin of the group is from Oslo, Norway. So, <laughs> oh, I'm so confused. I'm All so right, confused. so you can do, you can do size horse riding dance in all kinds of clubs, whereas. The Numa Numa dance isn't so much a dance as just kind of like a jiggle, pumping your fist in your air, in the air. Yeah, and it's not even as effective if you don't have layers upon lip, uh, upon rippling la- layers of a fat skin and fat. Here's the thing, though, ozone, uh, is very popular in Japan still. Uh, they after well, they we're not kind discussing of... ozone. I thought we were discussing Gary Brolsma. Ooh. Oh, the Numa Numa guy. Yeah, the Numa Numa oh. guy. I thought we were pitting Gary Brolsma up against uh, Sai. Yes, I believe we are. Oh, I thought it was just the songs. And, yeah. well, it's it's a trifold question. Why, were you listening when I said all that trifold stuff, Kevin? Yeah, yeah. he spent a lot of time uh, interpreting this question. And oh. Were you just off in La La Land? I, I didn't really Were you off in Numa Numa Land? I was. <laughs> um, he was reminiscing about Romania. Yeah, they the mother country. It's a good time. Uh, scoring a chest. Shout out. Because um, I actually, I don't think I ever saw that video. The Numa Numa video? Yeah. It's wow, just okay. a fat dude on a webcam, like, you know, making spoon motions and then pumping his fist. Uh-huh. Whereas Gangnam Style, that is like a really impressive music video. He's got a little kid doing a dance. He's got horses. He has supermodels, like, getting covered with, I don't know, like, silly string. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, basically, that's just the whole country of Korea. But the thing is, they're a collectivist culture. They all do everything together. I mean, Gary Brolsna, or whatever his name is. So they they just, like, all got together to make a music video? Yeah. That was was all of Korea? The entire population of... Socially, of, uh, South Korea. was, yeah. was North Socially, Korea involved in the creation of the video? Oh, certainly not. Oh, okay. No, that's yeah. Socially, they have to do everything together. Is uh, the Cor- North Korean um, uh, censored version of the video, which is why it makes absolutely not a lick of sense. <laughs> but you know, Gangnam Style, like basically, if you read anything about the guy, he's basically like the Korean LMFAO. So it's all like a satire. Whereas, at least Numa Numa Kid was just getting it and making it happen for real. Like, he wasn't he wasn't making any sort of social commentary. He was just making it happen. That's true. Hey. He was, you know, he did have that, like, can-do um, internet, like, create something and put it out hey, there. you know who yeah. else was creative? Psy. Uh... Because that music video... He did this music for it, obviously. He did the singing for it, obviously. He did the filming of it. He directed the entire thing. He created and he the dance. And he choreographed it. And he choreographed he pr- everything. He produced so the beat as he well. He did everything, right? yeah. He did everything in that video. That was all Psy. He is, in fact, an urban renaissance man, a la... Um, Leonardo da Vinci. Charm School, the, uh, the hit spinoff of Flavor and Love. Where they had the contestants find the urban renaissance man. And also, I mean, the Asian people need a Psy to look up to, to to model their lives after. Like, <laughs> he's such a role model for, for everyone. 
not just the um, Asians, for everyone. He's also teaching racial tolerance, because I was at Walmart while I was visiting home uh, last week, and I saw um, a man and his lady friend in their truck that was decked out with rebel flags uh, doing that horse dance along to Gangnam Style. So, That's you know, Tyler. It's, it's, it's teaching them rednecks to, to love other cultures other than their own. Oh, okay. Well, Psy did, did, in case everybody was wondering, Psy did serve his mandatory military service as a technician in the venture firm from 2000 to 2000, 2003 oh, to 2005. Man, he's... Really? That's, that's really cool. Yeah. And you know who didn't? Your boy, Shinsu Chu. Shinsu Chu got out of it because he... He plays baseball. <laughs> no, because he won the gold in the Olympics. That's why. It's pretty baller. Um, you have to go through military training essentially to be in the Olympics. Exactly, right. as we all know. Um, are we ready to vote? I think we are ready to vote. That is, oh, I'm going with Sai then, because the fact that he's a military man and you know can do every single thing in the music industry and made a really baller song and dance, uh, I think that earns him my vote over some chubby kid with a, a video camera and. Uh, love for maybe Romanian music. <laughs> uh, Jordan. Oh, you you know I gotta go Gangnam Style because it's just wonderful, uh, especially the Gangnam Style Space Jam mashup, which completed my life uh, and is just I feel whole now after. Jordan, will to you it. post that on the Facebook page? Sure, I'll do it right now. <laughs> and Kevin, what is your vote? Uh, you know what? I gotta go uh, Numa Numa because it took them a lot farther to get to Japan than it did Sai. I mean, that's just like a two-hour flight, but from Romania, that's yeah. Like, but Kevin, know, at least twelve hours. Uh, Romanians aren't hated in Japan. Um, that's true, but I'm sure I'm sure they would find something to hate about them. Um, that's true. They're very hateful. People, they are yeah, hateful just in people. general. Well, that's but they what, can't. Origami is such a violent, violent. It really thing. is. Um, not to mention haiku. That's just hate <laughs> language. Uh, yes. So thank you so much for your question, Tolia and Joffrey, and keep rocking out to that Gangnam style because it's it's it may get old eventually, but. You know, I don't see it happening anytime soon. Hope also, Tolia, I am very curious as to how the uh, the Psy Revolution is uh, carrying on in Russia. So, if you want to fill us in on that, I I would really the really worldwide like phenomena. <laughs> Our next question is an anonymous question from Formspring. Thank you so much, and they want to know: Would you rather? Have a trained rhino that you can fit in the palm of your hand what? or a giant armadillo you can ride. So basically, no. do you want a Pokemon or a giant armadillo? Can you repeat like that how, again? How would you get the rhinoceros into your hand? Um, It is a really little rhinoceros. So like a li- picture itty baby, a- itty bitty baby rhino or giant armadillo. Not necessarily an itty bitty baby rhino, like a pygmy. Imagine like a pygmy hippo, only smaller, 
and it's a rhymo. Are we and talking rhino. about like Indian a in the rhino. cupboard size? Rhino? A rhymo. It's it can rhyme all ki- all kinds of ways. Wait, and it can do little backflips. So it is it, but it it's in. You have to put it in a cupboard for it to come to life, right? That's what we're saying. Yes. Um, and then and then the Indian you also put in the cupboard can can ride it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Or What's he do with his horse? a Does giant he turn armadillo that you can ride. So it's basically would I rather be selfish or would I rather try to repair some of the damage we've done to the Native Americans by giving them a rhino to ride? No, um, I think only, guys... only the littlest American. <laughs> do you guys? Uh, think... Oh, I'm sorry, Tyler. There are no little Native Americans. There are only little parts of Native American tribes. Do you guys think so. that there's like some type of rhino dressage? <laughs> uh, I, hope I so. really hope so. Yes. Um, uh, that ivory is so beautiful. <laughs> but no, I would love like how much easier would it be to pick up ladies with like the littlest rhino that could <laughs> than with a puppy. Because, like, uh, girls are like, oh, Tyler, that puppy's so adorable. You're like, oh, I have a really little rhino. Tyler, gonna be I'm like, thinking that the, is the opposite. Cutest. Or not the opposite, the flip. What if I'm literally rolling in on my giant armadillo? <laughs> hey, baby, you want to get on my armadillo? Which rolls it's... around because, yeah, it's, oh, man. I don't think it's going to curl up and, like, roll you around yeah. inside the shell with it. Well, and uh, also, who's to say? No, uh, do you know how hard it's going to be to get insurance for riding that rhino? No one is going to insure. You're not you riding the rhino. Or not, sorry, not the rhino. Riding living sorry. things. There's no horse insurance. Well, then that's terrible because if you get in an accident on that armadillo, guess who's paying the whole thing? You. So um, no, I don't want to uh, ride around. I'm going to roll death out. I'm no going to hit and run. Uh, you're going to have to have license Kong... plates. 64 has taught me anything. It's that I can attach uh, that... giant cannons to my armadillo? Uh, no, it's that your armadillo will eventually go feral and attach giant cannons to itself <laughs> and then shoot exploding barrels. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm attaching the cannons to the armadillo and using it to destroy my monkey nemeses. That's true. You I'm... do have a lot of monkey nemeses. I'm just telling you, there's so much liability with that giant armadillo. There is not a lot of liability with that tiny rhino. You can um, you can keep that thing in a in a wallet, in a European carry all, whatever you want, man. Kevin, it belongs I... in a museum. <laughs> How adorable would it be though if like you get home and the first thing that you see is this little little rhino charging out that doggy door and like happily greeting you on your front sidewalk. Yeah, but here's the problem though. That little rhino, like its horn is also going to shrink. It's going to shrink to like needle-like size. You're going to get like puncture wounds all over your feet. Oh, he could do rhino acupuncture then for you. That's true. Oh, right. hello. All my stress is gone because I have a tiny rhino for a pet. That's amazing. You could carry it around in a purse. Like a guy with a purse. Yeah, would you, so you basically you're saying you have to... Oh, okay. You have to become a guy with a purse to have this tiny uh, rhino then. So you, well, if you want to carry it around in a purse. Unless... Then, yeah. <laughs> you could <laughs> also put it in little outfits, which would be adorable. <laughs> you could put it in a little lobster costume and just make the most confusing pet of all time. W- would you have to give... For the, the giant armadillo, would you have to put blinders on it so it didn't try to like eat all of the things that ro- the armadillos eat? 
What do they? Yes. What do they eat? Bugs. I will. I will look into what armadillos eat. I'm pretty so sure they eat bugs. Um, but yeah, a giant armadillo. Let me think a bit more about that because there, there's got to be some pros. I just keep thinking of that liability. Oh yeah. Um, you are going to be able to have picnics on its back, which will be pretty baller. <laughs> The diets of different armadillo species vary, but consist mainly of insects, grubs, and other invertebrates. So it's going to be eating a lot of bugs. It's going to be eating a lot of jellyfish, but essentially. <laughs> oh, no. But what if we're in a scenario that giant killer ants from space arrive, and the only thing I have to defend myself is my giant armadillo? Um, I mean, how big I are we I guess talking? that would be helpful in that really specific situation. <laughs> I feel like our giant armadillo is large enough to ride. Yes. I mean, that's part of the question. Yeah, that's part of the question. I'm just saying, are we talking like a two-story armadillo that I can ride? There is Um, actually... I'm thinking like... There's a species of armadillo called giant armadillo. How giant? I'm thinking like a van-sized armadillo. They look kind of like, you know, small dog-sized. Mm-hmm. They're that also threatened. Cool. They're in the vulnerable Ooh, uh, conservation status. That's because oh, people keep trying to ride them. So you're gonna, <laughs> so you're gonna have like PETA after you the whole time. Like, hey, stop riding that armadillo. It's endangered. Stop, you know, having awesome times. Thanks, PETA. Ah, ruining everything that's good. The giant armadillo eats termites, though. My house is Ooh, safe. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, uh, with the littlest rhino, though, you'd have to be constantly on the lookout for the littlest poachers. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> little pygmies? I mean, all the neighborhood kids. All the Owen Wilsons that are coming out of Night I was just Museum picturing, and... like, kids, you know, sitting at a lemonade stand, and you walk your rhino past, and their their eyes just narrow. And they just pelt it with rocks. And you know, you know where they're going to be in the, trying to break into in the middle of the night. Also, you know some some crazy rich person like greatly desires to know what uh uh tiny rhino tastes like and they're going to be after it to turn it into tiny rhino a la king. So, but in the tiny rhino scenario, would you call it a a tino? Tiny no. rhino ton and the giant armadillo would be a A tino would jello? be a, a rhino from Thailand, Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, they're I, they live in Thailand. I think most. I think they do. are. I think rhinos only live in Africa. Um, that's racist. I think. I think that is. Um, I. Mm, I don't know. Littlest rhino would require less to feed, though. Ooh, but there's true. more of a chance that you'll lose track of it. With a giant oh, armadillo, like, you're going to know where it is yeah, at all times. that's true. Yeah, but... Imagine trying to parallel park that armadillo, though. That's going to be difficult. <laughs> it's not going to be enjoyable at all. Um, and what are we talking... I mean, what kind of sound system do we have on this armadillo? Like, I think it's your responsibility to carry a boombox on your shoulder. <laughs> just, just the whole time so everyone can hear. But you know uh, that's yeah. going to be awesome when you roll up to your... your girlfriend's second story window and you're standing on top of your giant armadillo <laughs> holding up the boom box playing your and song yeah and the song is that song that goes they see me rolling 
And then you roll, you roll out on your armadillo. I mean, can we get like, can we get like luxury Dillo options? Um, like, can I get heated seats or like, like extra cup holders on that armadillo? Can I get giant, cool-looking sunglasses to put on my giant armadillo? <laughs> you can name your armadillo um, Autobots. And then and whenever then... you need to leave, say Autobots roll out. <laughs> uh, can, can I get spinner rims on my armadillo? Yes. Thank you. I believe so. Um, well, I don't. it doesn't have rims as much as it has paws. But you could put, like, gold rings on every Ooh, single one of your oh, fingers. I could bling this thing out. Can I put That's diamond studs on its teeth? You could put adorable, adorable little... Um, sunglasses on your right oh that would and be precious a, 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 a little a little blinged out the, chain the littlest chain mm-hmm. a, another little rhino's face on it and then decorate his horn as well yeah, but, like bedazzle it yeah but can i put like <laughs> diamonds and glitter all over my uh armadillo's teeth and then when i'm showing my lady my giant armadillo be like check out this grill and then he smiles and it's <laughs> dazzling took you three years to teach him that uh. trick his uh, brain is a sizable walnut, but how, how many rhinestones can I fit on a rhino's horn? That's what I want to know. Just it's um, a tiny, not, tiny rhino. So not enough. One. Uh, yeah, oh, but so you can put like what? It's gonna be like a cane topper on the very end of his horn. <laughs> you could use your uh, tiny rhino as a cane topper. That's true. You could you could have him ride around on your shoulder. Yeah, but then he's going to be poking your ear. Will he clean earwax out of your ear with his horn? Uh, I can only imagine, but it will, he'll also probably clean blood out of your head. Oh, that's true. <laughs> right in the temple. Ow. Tiny rhino, please. <laughs> uh, and I also think I may be mistaken. Apparently there are Indian and Javan rhinoceries. Rhinoceros. Rhinoceri. Yeah. Those those rhinoceroses love their sweet. Java. So there might there might be uh, rhinoceroses in Thailand. So I take it back. All right, we need to vote on this, Jordan. What you going with? Yo, they see me rolling in my giant armadillo, and they hating <laughs> because it's causing a. Because I know you guys damage. are going to vote for tiny rhino. You guys are I hating, definitely, but they see me rolling. I definitely am going with Tiny Rhino because I think it's going to be the most adorable thing and also low maintenance. So I'm going with that. I live in the city. Look, Kevin, I know. it's down to you to break this tie. My my renter's insurance is definitely going to cover that Tiny Rhino. Um, and no car insurance. Progressive will not cover that giant armadillo. Um... And then I'm going to have to worry Dude, about Flo getting license plates me. on that thing. Flo told me she'd cover the giant armadillo. Is that, is that right? Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog told me that, that Flo don't know what she's talking about. He was so, in a commercial with her. Give me, give me that tiny little blinged out rhino. And I'll, I'll call him Cheshire B. DeMille. It'll be so great. thank you so much for your question, the internet. And next time you have to choose between a little trained rhino or a giant armadillo, go with that little rhino. It's it's gonna get you so many of the opposite gender fawning over you and your adorable endangered species. It's so, not gonna get you anywhere though. Our 
final question comes to us from Zachary Bailey, who wants to know, which of these are worse? Grammar Nazis or people who are absolutely terrible with grammar? Go. And I think I, that was improper grammar when I said which of these are worse. Uh, which of these is Wait, worse, no. yes. Which of these is worse. Yes, that is correct. One of these um, things is not like the other. One well, I feel like just kids isn't dead. I get at least... Okay, at least you get paid to be one of these because I get paid to be a grammar Nazi. Nobody That's pays true. you that to be your terrible. Position. Yeah, nobody pays you to be terrible. At now, grammar. Kevin, are you going to let that bias your decision? Yes, absolutely. Okay, because I need—I really need this job. Um, no, I well. You see, you're I, not, I you're come not, from... You're not publicly a grammar Nazi. You're just paid to be one. Like, I never see you, like, critique my grammar at all. Uh, it's critique. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, and that's true. I mean, I, I guess it's it's ignorance versus uh, annoyance. Bliss? Oh. Because, no, because, like, the people that are terrible at grammar, like, they don't know that presumably um, unless they're unless i disagree okay, what if a person okay if a person is purposely being terrible at grammar that person is the worst and oh, i hate wait them. A minute, um, guys. that person is me wait um what let is... me explain i was you know i was an english major i was president of the english honorary i was writing academic papers all over the place and you have to be you know, so spot on with grammar with all those things and, you know, keeps you up at night worrying about, you know, mistakes that you might have left, all these different kinds of things. I was surrounded by grammar so often and grammar Nazis in classes with me that my my retreat was, you know, just not caring about it at all in my casual language or on the Internet. I think there is something freeing about not caring about the words that you're using and the way that you're using them. Also, I get talking too fast and invariably screw stuff up, and I don't want to have to feel bad about that. Now, are people who are terrible at grammar, does that include the 14-year-old girl texting language subset? Yes. Uh, No, but it does mean that they cannot appreciate the comedy of Kelsey Grammar. (laughs) So, they're terrible. Doctor Doctor Fraser Crane will not. They be... cannot wrap their brain around those um, toss salad and scrambled eggs. <laughs> oh man, that's I'm hearing blues a calling because of that. Uh I don't know. Grammar Nazis are are the worst. You know, you you you're I mean, trying they're, to they're... contribute to a discussion online, and you have some guy who's like. I'm not going to pay attention to your completely valid argument because you forgot a you period. used a instead of an. I mean, it's right there in the title, grammar Nazi. Yeah, I mean, with with people that are terrible at grammar, I feel like it's not as as focused an effort. It's like, oh, like you know, here and there, they're bad with grammar. Like grammar Nazis are like taking dangling participles and run on sentences and like and dangling shoving them, them in front of your face. They're, they're like shoving them into ovens and like gasking them in gas chambers. Like, I just don't think that's how we should be treating sentences. Should um, we be calling people who are terrible at grammar, like grammar barbarians grammar, or something? Grammar terrorists. Grammar. Yeah. So it's terrorists versus Nazis. Okay. Uh, the the idea of grammar terrorist, though, is... That sounds is like we're hijacking. That's, that's what a troll does. We're hijacking the English language. It's true. Um, well, what, what do you think, then? Grammar racist? Probably. Um, 
Uh, yeah, because all the people who have bad grammar are probably racists. Yeah, I mean, let's let's make it sweeping generalization. How, in what in what scenario though is a grammar Nazi like endearing? Because you can, you know, there's something comforting about you know going going back to your your home in the country and yeah. you know just being surrounded by simple folk who don't worry about no grammar. I don't um, think there's any warm, fuzzy feelings from grammar Nazis. Grammar Nazis. I, well, what is grammar the risk? Elitists. What is the risk between two people with terrible grammar getting together versus two grammar Nazis getting together? Two grammar Nazis getting together, they're going to have a kid that, like, you know, his entire life he's going to be getting corrected. He's going to be so self-conscious about the words that he uses. Or and that kid's he's not going to be able to he's not going to become a poet. He's not going to be able to, you know, like play with the the sounds of words and ignore, you know, the structures that society has placed upon him. He's going to write uh, d- histories <laughs> and like memoirs for presidents. Yeah, and, and not those even suck. interesting presidents. Those are terrible. We don't need those. Unless it's Barack Obama's uh, autobiography narrated by Barack Obama. Or the excellent um, retelling of that uh, uh, Son of Strelka, Son of God. That uh, somebody took Obama's autobiography and rearranged the words and set it to music. So it's actually the tale of a half-man, half-dog demigod. Is that real? That exists. Yeah, yes, real. I will send it to you. I oh will my try and find a link. And Ty- put it Tyler loves on. it. I'm more it's, just. Oh, it is okay so with good. It. I love it. Um, well, here, let's have some real talk here. Like, not to kill the funny or anything, but if grammar Nazis would win, the English language would stagnate because the only way English changes and morphs is by slang. You know, corrupting it in a sense. It's corruption. Yeah, totes. but. It becomes a new, fresh thing. Like, would you rather be stuck, you know, speaking old English, you know, because the only way that the English language developed was through people with bad grammar. So that's a good point. No, I don't. I don't know about that. I think people who intentionally altered grammar—it's not like there's a difference between bad. With it was grammar. actually a conspiracy. Billy a Shakespeare bit... had terrible grammar. That's how he invented so many words. No. He was actually, I mean, he was, his grammar was really good, actually. Yes. Nice. Um, yeah, I, there's a difference between being bad with grammar and just kind of forest gumping your way into a new, you know, paradi- paradigm of language and, and somebody who's really good at it. about the war in Vietnam. <laughs> versus someone who's really good at it and is like, hey, I'm going to be creative and I'm going to tweak it. Because actually, you can't create new grammar without knowing the rules that you're breaking. So think about that. Unless you just misuse those rules enough that other people pick up on it. Right. But I think if you really do, if, if we are really going with this, this is really unfunny. This is not funny at all. <laughs> this is horrible. Um, no, we're all right, a brain let's podcast But now. if you're going, if you're going for that, like, hey, let's make a, a more creative language, like, then you're going to want people who are intelligent and who know the rules and I who disagree. are creative enough to break them and say, look, yeah, we have these rules and I know them, but let's tweak them a little bit rather than someone who's just like, crashing through a thicket of words and like hey i found a thing that we could all say let's do it kevin if you're if you're if your aim is to make a more intelligent language you'll you'll learn esperanto and stop speaking english uh no that's a language of stupid people and billionaires (laughs) 
Which really, I mean, They're the I would, thing. I want to be one of one of either. I want to be one of both. <laughs> I want to make so much money that I have people to use grammar for me. Um, <laughs> all right, let's go ahead and take a vote on this. Although I do like that we, you know, we actually got into it. We really, bit. we really classed it up for about ten I, seconds. I, I will legitimately go with the fact that I would rather surround myself with people who are awful at grammar than grammar Nazis. Because it's, you know, the same way that, like, sometimes, you know, you can enjoy your field. You can enjoy some, like, something that's very eloquent and uses grammar well. But, you know, if you're surrounded by that high flute and, you know, fancy folk talk all the time, it's real comforting to, you know, just kind of be in a low-pressure environment where it's more about emotion and feeling and stupidity than, you know, making sure everything's in the right order. Kevin, listen, I will do anything. And if it takes a bunch of Nazis to extinguish someone asking me a question, I will do anything to stop that. So fascism, please come and please stop people from asking me questions. I, I kept trying to tell you that I had just, you know, carved the question into a log with my axe. <laughs> But you, you have, my you have yet to look at it. Uh, my axe, which I just broke, so it's kind of a hollow thing. No, the log wasn't hollow. Um, hey, Jordan, uh, where you going? I am deathly afraid of the uh, dystopian future where the grammar Nazis take control and I make one mistake and get shot on sight. Um, so I'm going to stick with the simple folk. So thank you so much for your question, Zachary Bailey. And the next time you have to choose between them dummos and the Nazis, <laughs> go ahead. It's always a safe bet to bet go against the Nazis. They're yeah, Nazis. you heard it here first, folks. Heard it first, post, whatever. Uh go with people who can't use words good at all. So yeah, hang like with us. Us, yeah. Oh, man. Why am I the worst at talking when I was the only English major in this group? Because uh, uh, I was a communication yeah, major. Kevin knows how to oh, communicate. Good exactly. just know how to speak the language. Exactly. Yeah, Jordan engineers. I engineer new points. languages. So, thank you so much for joining us. If you would like to send a question into the show, you can send it to Ninjas Versus Podcast. That's versus vs no period at gmail.com uh you can also find us on formspring.me slash ninjas versus podcast or head on facebook uh like us on there um go ahead and you know chat with us comment on videos do whatever you want leave questions it's a lot of fun uh we're in there all the time and we love interacting with you guys uh you can also find us on twitter uh with at ninjas versus podcast or using the nvp hashtag uh jordan do you have a tweet of the week for us well it goes without saying that our tweets of the week were all of jeffrey lawton's live tweeting uh for last week's episode go check that out that was ball yeah go in fact if you haven't listened to last week's episode if for some reason you decide to listen to this week's episode first if you skipped an episode if you skipped it uh, before you go back and listen to the first one, you know, print out Jeffrey's uh, tweets and uh, go ahead and 
follow along. Yeah, he goes ahead and puts like the the, the minute, minute marker. Yeah, so you know and it's spoiler free. One. So yeah, check it out. It was very meticulously done. Good work. Yeah, that's good work. G Jam Jojo. We love that kind of stuff. So if anybody wants to, you know, have like live tweet something or have a listening party, whatever, let us know and we will plug the bejeebus out of it yeah we'll even record a little message for you and your friends to sure. listen to before you're listening yeah a little let us know enough state in of the podcast address our non-serious tweet of the week though is from iana 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 y-i-a-n-n-a iana bordeaux uh who says getting pumped for this panera <laughs> hashtag too hungry hashtag nvp i love panera too iana and I don't know how to say your name, so it's it, it. I can read it real easily, but every time I try and say it, it just comes off really weird. So you should probably change that name. Yana, I am always pumped for that bacon turkey Bravo. Oh, the bacon turkey Bravo is so good. They have super All good right. mac and cheese too. <laughs> Another place you can find us, um, because a it's lot at, of people I know uh, stream the show. It's at Panera. Of, uh, we'll downloading it. Yeah, we'll be at Panera. On... We love the Panera. <laughs> yeah. So find on us there. iTunes. You can find us on uh, Ninjas versus Podcast. Eric Tribio. That's E R I C T O R I B I O. Thank you to Eric, who is awesome and helps us host our show. Oh yeah. But oh, yeah. you can find us on there. You can stream the show, all of the episodes, uh, without having to download it on iTunes. Um, but we, if even if you aren't downloading on iTunes, we really appreciate rates and reviews on iTunes because that helps other people find the show. But you can find us on there and. Because it's hosted through a WordPress, we also get fantastic spam comments. So our two spam comments for this week. Uh, the first one comes to us from Jace uh, on episode 23, Kentucky Kayak. And he said, people normally pay me for this and you are giving it away. <laughs> so evidently, Jace has been scalping our show on the side of the street like a common panhandler. <laughs> I mean, we work hard to put this out for free, and he's he's been he's been charging people for this. If you are one of his his customers, know that you you're having the wool pulled over your eyes. Tyler, I'm actually one of his distributors, so if you could not, Kevin actually wait, is. Wait, Jace. are you his? I'm his, New, his I'm his dealer? New York. I'm his New York connection. So, so you are you giving him episodes before they air? And letting him sell him on the street. Just, just Kevin's because audio. Because you, because you only record your track. <laughs> he gets so a third before, of it before before I uh, combine all three cha- uh, tracks in the editing room. Kevin is, uh, you know, trying to give people their fix early. Yeah, with, with just his so you just kind of you kind of have to infer the rest of it. But the demand is good. so high. We are so popular that like people just want to know Tuesday night. <laughs> when we record it although we're recording this on a sunday night but yeah because i'm going into tech rehearsal 12 o'clock to 12 o'clock rehearsals that'll be fun i mean they just Um, can't wait until thursday (laughs) our next (laughs) spam tweet this is um all right uh this has a little bit of of anatomy language in it it's okay Cover your ears if you're a baby. Babies, um, don't listen. This comes from Agnes, and it's probably the best comment Wait, of all time. Agnes? Is it Agnes or is it Agnes? A G N E S E. Agnes. Agnes. 
Agnes, who commented on episode 21 NBA Alien Raptor Hang Time 21248. Um, I still say this is one of the best directed, casted, filmed, everything miniseries ever. <laughs> if this was on SNL, it would be a uh, period. <laughs> then again, if it was on SNL, it would probably suck. Californian vaginal sailors, wow, Steely Dan would be proud. <laughs> what? Okay. Uh, that's, that is true. I mean, they make a good point. Agnes makes a very good point. I feel like point. Steely Dan would like our podcast. Yeah. And uh, a, a third comment um, from Satchel. On episode Satchel 20, Page? He's been probably. dead for like 50 uh, years. Satchel Page's ghost went over is to reaching out page. to us. Uh, said, the, an- the answer of an expert. Good to hear from you. On episode 20, the bling of a humble spirit. <laughs> the spirit of Satchel Page. Oh, he's trying oh. to tell us a message. Uh, get the Ouija board. <laughs> it's almost Halloween. Speaking of Halloween, um, upcoming stuff. Next week's podcast is going to be our one year anniversary. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, oh, we've been man. doing this. This which episode? We're on episode what? Forty five. Uh, yeah. How's that possible? Wow, that means we only missed like six weeks. It feels like we missed a lot more than that. Yeah. <laughs> no, we've been doing well, and we've been sticking with this for a year. So if you have, you know, um, something that you want to uh, say, um. You know, your feelings about the show, what you like, what you don't like, let us know. And we'll, we'll if you have any questions... We'll probably read it on the, on the air. If you have any questions for, for us about, you know, like, how we do the podcast or anything you're curious about, curious about go ahead. And I'm sure we'll come up with some dumb gimmicky things yeah, to if, do that if episode you, as well. If you think, oh man, that one, that one other listener asks really good questions... And I also ask really good questions, and you want us to debate the two question askers. We will get real meta up in here. <laughs> yes, we will. And all, we, I, I know um, Joffrey's uh, live tweet was great because we don't always know exactly what's funny. <laughs> we just kind of say stuff. So tell us your favorite moments in the show, and we'd really appreciate that too. Um, yeah, tell us the time that we made you laugh so hard that you almost peed a little. And uh, we'll be having a Halloween episode, too. So think of your spooky ghost questions. Yeah, and also... to argue our Halloween episode. If anybody has Ventnor Avenue in the McDonald's Monopoly, let me know. Because that could, that could net me 20 grand. Um, how much, how quick... much are you willing to, to uh, share? Uh, $19,999. So you so just wait. want $1. Yes. You only... <laughs> I just, I could just really use a dollar. But you could, you would, you would have the the joy of knowing that you're a winner. Exactly. Also, the joy of a McDouble. Um, <laughs> Tyler, do uh, you want to give quick... a shout out to our musical? I do. Um, thank you so much to Sparrows and Crows for our outro song, Ultraviolet Bliss, which uh, evidently gives Joffrey the warm fuzzies every episode, and I hope gives you the warm fuzzies as well. And thank you to Animal Tropical for our intro song, 20 Miles. And as uh, a heads can... up, I think you can still get uh, all the Sparrows or many of the Sparrows and Flows albums, I think for free, off of yeah. Eric Tribio's website, which is our father Eric website. EricTribio.com. EricTribio.com. Um, Just don't put the MVP podcast thing. 
Also, you and, can check out Sweet Spider-Man comic reviews. <laughs> and congratulations, one, to one of our favorite listeners, Skippy, uh, Sk- Skippy Ryan Anderson, who got engaged, him and Hannah Woodring, getting real married up in here. <laughs> so congratulations on your engagement. And uh, yeah, be happy and stuff when you get be married healthy. in like a year. And keep on keep on skipping. Don't make mistakes. And congratulations to my brother and his wife Holly uh, for their new child, Copper, and for making me the coolest uncle ever. <laughs> Charles Crumrine the fourth. Charles Edward Crumrine the fourth. Wait, so he's will... the fourth. He is. He the fourth. is the fourth. There nice. is another. Uh, he will be Charmander until he reaches thirteen. All right. Which, then he will and evolve. When he will become Charmeleon, and it won't. <laughs> and at twenty-one, uh, he will finally earn the name Charizard. Charizard. And then you are going to buy him the sweetest fire whiskey. <laughs> when Tyler, at what point does he become holographic? Um, I'd say that's uh, that's on marriage. Okay. When he when he that's... pops the question, when he gets that bling right. on his on his left ring finger. He'll become a holographic Charizard. A holograph. All right. So our final question, keeping with our ninjas versus theme. Ninjas versus killer whales. Go. Um, the bad guys in Free Willy were kind of ninjas, right? And Free Willy still managed <laughs> to free himself. So I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with killer whales. Um, Shamu makes a lot of money, and I feel like if he invests that right, he can just buy the ninjas out. So yeah, they're they're swords for hire. Yeah, so he's just gonna buy them. Oh hey, you work for me now, ninjas. Go kill some dolphins because they're Um, stealing my market share. Feed them to me. Yeah, (laughs) and I am going to go with killer whales. Because when those ninjas are surfing uh, up to the coral-covered side of the island so they can scale the walls of the enemy base, uh, those killer whales are going to mistake them for seals from below and just (laughs) gobble them on up. So thank you so much for your questions. And as ever, I'm Tyler. I'm Jordan. And I'm Kevin. And until next time... Oh, shoot, guys. Ah, oh, man, my audacity stopped recording 45 minutes ago. No, that's not true. I hate you. <laughs> I just had a panic attack. Oh, my gosh, that would have been awful. Nah, <laughs> oh, nah. No, no. I would have killed everyone. It's got to stop Right. We have fun here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I hate that. All right. Yeah, look forward to bounce our, our, our final episode. <laughs> We're stopping after a year. We'll be dead when we're all done. I I quit. Tired from all the fun and views. We'll hit the ground. Let the grass scratch up our legs. We'll soak in the ultraviolet bliss.
Yeah, what are you, are you just going to like dump peppers on top of a, oh, this hamburger is so good. I'm going to dump a bunch of green peppers on it. Oh, good. Yeah. This is so much better.